0: Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest.
1: Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in HOPE and text BOBBY to 785 833 That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833.
0: Welcome to episode 303, and this is always fun for me because we're going to play you back the On Time with Bobby Bones, the show that I do for my house, where Jake Owen and Larry Fleet both came in, and we do jokes, and it's good interviews and music, and so because they don't replay it on Twitch, we want to play it back for you guys. It's basically a Bobby cast on steroids, right? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, so before we get to that, though, let us do the new music top five, things I'm most excited about this week. Jimmy Allen has a new album called Betty James Gold Edition, and here's a new song called Flavor with Pitbull. I mean, he's up high in that song, huh? Wow. Uh, Number four, Ashley Cook has a new song called Already Drank That Beer. Number three, Charlie Warsham has a new song out called Half Drunk.
2: Half drunk, what I meant me I didn't mean it
0: 100% Number two, Morgan Evans released a new song called Love Is Real. And number one, Tennille Towns has a new song out called Girl Girl Who Didn't Care. So check those out. New songs also out this week. Ed Sheeran's got a new one called Bad Habits. Toby Keith has one called Old School. Trace Adkins released a collaboration with Luke Bryan and Pitbull called Where the Country Girl's At. Glenn, I thought it was a Luke Bryan song. That's a Trace Atkins song? Yep. I thought it was a Luke Bryan song.
3: Trace Atkins.
0: Oh, on the air, we're talking about like it's a Luke <laughs> Bryan song. And I was like, that's not my favorite. Now that it's Trace, I think it's even better. Just because I think Trace hasn't hasn't sounded extremely contemporary. I think this is a very contemporary song for Trace. I'd give it three and three quarter stars now instead of three and a half. Uh, Glenn Campbell has a, a good riddance, Time of Your Life, live from the Troubadour, which is the Green Day song. Yep. Yeah, Uh, which, by the way, he's not alive. Kind of a posthumous release. Uh, New albums out today. Lady A, What a Song Can Do, Chapter 1. Brian Kelly from FGL released Sunshine State of Mind. The soundtrack for the new Netflix movie The Ice Road is out, and Miranda, McGraw, Brantley, Tyler Hubbard, Carly Pierce, they're all on that. Uh, And there you go. Let's see, in the news, NSYNC and Backstreet put their fake feud to rest. They performed together. Not all of them. Justin Timberlake wasn't there. Yeah.
3: It's like, <laughs> like a half and half thing.
0: Yeah. Also, like, Brian Luttrell wasn't there. Yeah. But they were, I was watching, I watched the Instagram stuff. Yeah. They are like, learning the dances and stuff. I would maybe go to that tour. I think that'd be fun. You just don't have the big, like, JC or Justin Timberlake wasn't there. The two real singers of NSYNC. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, Nick. Nick Carter?
3: Yeah, uh, Backstreet Boys was there. And then it's Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, and then, uh, AJ.
0: Because within sync, the worst two were Joy Fatone and Lance Bass.
3: Right? You want to put it that way, yeah? What other way would you it put it? Too. Well, the two that did The lead, yeah. They were never in the front. Yeah. Justin, JC,
0: um I mean, Chris was he didn't do a lot, but he did have the hair for a while. Yeah. The, like the yeah. Uh the top music moments people wish they could have seen live has been released, the top five were Prince's Rainy Halftime show at Super Bowl forty one. I remember that. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. And that was in Minnesota, I believe. It was, yes, because it, yeah, it went all purple. And that's why he played... I'm almost positive that... we you looked
0: that up while I'm yeah. talking? 2007 Super Bowl, 41. Uh, the Rolling Stones performing at Hyde Park in 1969. The Beatles' final concert in 1969. Which I think with the Beatles, I'd have rather have seen them on Ed Sullivan in their first American performance than their final one. Elton John's Candle in the Wind at Princess Diana's funeral in 1997. And Whitney Houston singing the Star Spangled Banner at Super Bowl twenty five in 1991.
3: Looks like it was in Miami. It was? Yeah. Well, then I'm completely wrong. I know he's from
0: Minnesota. I thought that's why he was there. Yeah. See, that's why I'm glad we fact-checked, because I'd <laughs> rather be wrong here and have you fact-checked than have to deal with the comments coming in at me. Uh, and Gwen and Blake are not married yet, in case you're wondering. Unless they got married between we recorded this on Friday when it was released, which is like an hour, right? Yeah. All right, there you go. Enjoy On Time with Bobby Bones. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Greetings, people of the internet. Welcome to another edition of On Time with Bobby Bones. I'm your host, Bobby Bones. When I'm not hosting a show on the radio or TV or with you guys here, you can find me in a warm bathtub with my rubber ducky and scented bath bomb. Actually, Caitlin will be in a second. That's what I was doing before I came over here. Like, no lie, just had me in a little bath. I've accomplished some cool stuff in my career and I've been lucky to do so because of you guys' support. And most recently, my most recent accomplishment is that my new show, Breaking Bobby Bones, get this, has a 98% score on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a higher rating than new shows like Bridgerton, The Queen's Gambit, and Ted Lasso. And I'm actually being told it's now officially the highest reviewed show of the 21st century. Well, one person on Twitter told me that, but in today's standards, that counts. So all you internet trolls can chew on that. But actually, back to why we're here tonight, we have some great guests stopping by. Maybe our strongest show to date, country superstar Jake Owen is in the house. Literally, he's in my house, because we do this from my house. He's going to bring his guitar, plus new artist Larry Fleet is here as well. And he's bringing a guitar too, and they're both friends, and we'll find out how that relationship came together. And as always, we talk about the guests. but We like to kick things off with the shortest monologue, this side of the Mississippi. It's not one, not two, but it's three quick jokes that I have appropriately titled... 3 jokes for the folks. Let's go. I think there's music there. I always die. I never know if there's music, so I just da- if you ever see me dancing and there's no music, it's cuz I have no idea what's going on. All right, first up, joke number 1. A 44-year-old woman in Pennsylvania is facing charges after she tried to hire a hitman to kill her husband for $4,000. She literally asked for a payment plan of 100 bucks a week for 40 weeks. Apparently, she went to Sears to hire this assassin as part of their new kill now, pay later program. Thank you. Let's go over joke number two. Over the weekend, a man attacked two flight attendants and threatened to take down a Delta plane. You may have seen the video of the incident that shows passengers scrambling to restrain the man during the attempt to open the cabin door mid-flight. An off-duty pilot helped subdue the disruptive passenger who was later taken into federal custody and is awaiting charges. The worst part of all of this, once he landed, since it was Delta, they also informed him they had lost all of his luggage. And finally, joke number three. An auction winner paid more than $28 million to be aboard the rocket ship launched by Amazon mogul Jeff Bezos' new space company. You may have seen this. The ride will take place on a reusable rocket launched by his company called Blue Origin and reportedly will be a stimulating 11-minute ride into space, to which Jeff Bezos' ex-wife replied, a stimulating 11-minute ride? Yeah, he told me the same thing. Thank you. Those are three jokes for the folks. All right, up first, we always like to check in with my fiance, Caitlin. You can follow her on Instagram, Kate C. Parker. Just don't follow her in real life. Here she is, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, people don't know that Morgan, if you can put oh, a, uh, a camera on Morgan. This is the fourth wall here. Morgan sits over there and runs the prompter.
1: I haven't gotten to talk to her yet today, so I, know. I just wanted to say hey.
0: We, uh, we were talking in the green room with uh, Jake Owen a minute ago, and... You know, Jake's been at the house for like a half hour or so, and he was talking. He goes, hey, so you have a nice house. Do you worry about people uh, robbing you and casing your house? Which I thought was a pretty bold place to go immediately.
1: I appreciate that. It shows he was comfortable with us. It shows he (laughs) cared about us. I like that in a friend.
0: Um, Since the last episode, you may not be tracking. As a matter of fact, I know you're not tracking this.
1: Yeah, I'm like the last episode. Well,
0: since the last episode, (laughs) you now (laughs) have over 250,000 followers on Instagram. Boom, over a quarter of a million followers
1: cool (laughs) sounds awesome yeah you care about that a little bit more than i do
0: what is your favorite picture that you've recently posted on instagram
1: oh recently Mm -hmm. oh i don't even know really what i've posted i would say we um well my sister and i Mm. she just got married shout out she's not watching this but maybe no she's on her honeymoon
0: She got married. You know who else got married was Mike D who runs the audio. Mike D also
1: got married. Yes.
0: And has has not gone on a honeymoon yet. Oh, you have a microphone now? I do have a microphone now. Wow, look at this. Fancy. (laughs) He's like our Paul Schaefer over there. He's got a microphone. With a a lot less talent, yeah. And you went on a staycation so far, but you're going to go on a, a real honeymoon. A
3: real honeymoon later.
0: Are you waiting for the show to take vacation
3: to do that? (laughs) Basically, yeah, so we can have time and not do all these jobs that I have.
0: Yeah, because Mike has as many jobs as I do because Mike does all the jobs with me. Um, Mm. And so wedding, marriage has been blank. Uh,
3: Surreal, I would say.
0: What's your, your, since you've been married now for a while, what's your marriage advice to Caitlin and I as we're we're,
3: (laughs) going to walk down the aisle? I would say... For the actual wedding, take some moments to really enjoy each other. Like, even if it's just a few minutes that you're like, this is just a moment for us, do that.
1: I love that. We're already, I'm already starting to think through those things. Like, what can we do day of to make sure that it's really about us and our love? And I think that we have made some good decisions that that will help us kind of be in the moment.
0: People are pumped you have a mic over on the chat. Oh, Oh. nice. They said, Mike has a mic, rejoice. That's right. Um, A couple questions before you go, Caitlin. First of all, a lot of people are commenting on your John Party t-shirt.
1: Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a guest tonight. I got confused.
0: You thought John was gonna be a
1: guest? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just love John. I love to support. I Uh, think this wire is really messing with me tonight.
0: Yeah, it's a a prank wire. Got it. Yeah. Um, Has anyone ever really asked you for your skincare routine?
1: Yes, oddly. Took a while, but I got there. Because
0: that's the big influencer thing. Oh, you mm-hmm. guys asked me about my skincare routine. Mm-hmm. But peop- a few people have asked you?
1: Yeah, but I would never do that. Because it's just so lame. And like, if you really want to know, DM me and I might see it. And I'll send you the girl that helped me with my routine. But like, they're... everyone's skin is different too. That's the thing. Like, I can't give you what I use. It might not work on you. And then I'm to blame.
0: We're going to do the good sun scenario. You ever see The Good Son? No, I haven't either. But I think it's where somebody has to die.
1: Yeah,
3: you have to make the decision on which child you want to save. Essentially, okay. The Good Son. Oh wow, um, Eddie or Mike D?
1: Oh my
3: gosh! We're both hanging off a cliff. Which one do you save? Oh,
1: <sighs> Eddie, because he has four kids.
3: Dang, I gotta have
0: some kids. Harry mm-hmm. Styles or Justin Bieber? Harry Styles over Bieber. Wow!
1: Honestly, I didn't even listen to the second name, so now I'm, I'm in a pickle. Um, Justin Bieber, because he has a wife.
0: Okay. Uh, Stanley or Eller, our two dogs?
1: Okay. Eller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wrong.
1: <laughs> How is that wrong? You choose Stanley?
0: Of course.
1: I choose Eller, of course.
0: Um, aside from the actual marriage part, what are you most looking forward to about the wedding?
1: Um, Walking down the aisle and our first dance and can i pick more than one thing?
0: Yeah, there's no rule It's the internet.
1: Okay, i think our first dance is just going to be so awesome and i'm really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, i'm probably going to grind.
1: You're not going to grind. Okay. <laughs> just-
0: well, thank you for spending a few minutes with us. You're welcome. And i think um are those green cheetah pants? Well, is that those cheetah and they're green, right? What
1: else would they what?
0: I don't know the colors, i struggle with colors. You know that I got. I think so. We had a whole research project today that I had to look for two and a half hours and they mm-hmm. kept showing color bar graphs. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, dark blue but means you, this. Dark red shows this. And I'm like, guys, I, I didn't... You, you, you also
1: have to stop saying you're colorblind because that's not accurate. My dad gave you a diagnosis. and He said you're not okay. colorblind. Colorblind is someone Colorblind people literally can see no color at all. But, so you need to start pe- saying you're color no, impaired.
0: No, no. People that say colorblind, that's That's what it
1: means. But that's not the definition. Okay, but okay. Okay, well, I could say I'm six foot tall, but I'm not. But, so, but no one says color impaired. Using,
0: no one says color impaired. You should
1: start because no, people that are really gonna, color blind would like to be separated. There's nobody that just they're sees black They're suffering more than you. They're not watching TV they're in the 50s. They're suffering more than no, you. <laughs> all
0: right, there she is, everybody. Caitlin, <laughs> everybody. Thank you very much. Bye, Caitlin. Bye. They're suffering more than me. By the way, I have on my, my shirt here because of our... Uh, Jake just told her a good job as she walked out. <laughs> I have on my Hawaiian shirt here. Why are you still talking crap outside the door? Caitlin and Jake. Is that Caitlin and Jake? I think so. Okay. Yes, it is. All right, let's go to the, the next guest. Bye. Oh, you're swapping. I was talking to him. your next guest. That's okay. You can come on in. My first guest tonight, well, actually, it's actually my second guest, recently landed his ninth career number one. <laughs> He is the best guest pound. For, he's the best guest pound for pound, and he fills out a pair of ripped blue jeans and Hawaiian t-shirt like no other. You can follow him on Instagram, Jake Owen official. Please welcome uh, Jake Owen.
4: Woo! He
5: he hey, I saw like I saw you had a packed show over the weekend. I
2: did. Like there was we an,
5: did. It wasn't. It was a lot of us. It was awesome, man. Who played the show? Uh, well, that day with myself was uh, Jordan Davis played. So it was, but it was a Jake Owen headline show. It was right. It was how cool. Like all seriousness, how cool was it
0: to be back on stage with a packed crowd again?
5: It was. It was pretty. It was pretty incredible. And like just to see people. Uh, well, it was the first time I played "Made for You" as well, since it's been a big hit song. And, oh, really? And uh, it was. It was. I've never felt like that before. Like it was the biggest response to a song that I've ever had in my life. Did you expect that? No. I mean, I I've played that song for the last few years, hoping that one day it would become a single, and then it did during a pandemic, and I so I hadn't played it, and then. Playing it out for the first time. Thanks. I know I always tell you this, but like you guys really embraced that song and helped make it what it was. Um, but I mean, it was loud, like, it, and, and I just stopped singing. I was just playing. Yeah, and, so I was going to ask: Is it one guitar. of those you can just shut up and they take it away? Absolutely. It was really cool. I don't. And I've got a few, you know, decent songs, but that one's that one might have taken the cake. I was talking with
0: Eddie, my best friend slash producer, and we were talking about you today. I said, "Hey, Jake's coming over to do the show," and we have agreed that one a song that doesn't get it got respect a lot of respect but one song that is so underrated as like one of the best songs of the past 10 years in country music
5: is down to the honky tonk (laughs) thank you i appreciate that uh that that uh, that song went to number five, I think, on the chart, and so it's the one song off this new album, which was kind of like my resurgence of an album after leaving my old record label. Um, I tell people a lot. I, I like since that point, I've kind of had, and I think it's okay to have a chip on your shoulder a little bit, not in like an arrogant way, but like it gave me this like motivation to want to kind of just be like, hey, I'm still in this game and I can still play, you know. And so Jack and Diane went number one. Made for You went number one. Um, for two weeks thank y'all and then uh, homemade went number one but down to the honky tonk went five and i was and i'm not disappointed with that but it performs as if it was a number one song and i know you've said this before and a lot of the folks out there um i don't think they care if songs go they to don't. number one they just like a good song and uh and so it's pretty cool that that song goes over as well as it does and i bet you live that song just hits hard like if if you
0: were playing a show and that song comes on boom I mean, that's probably when I would throw my beer up,
5: and I don't drink beer, but I would be like, "Give me a beer to throw up." Well, yeah, uh, we we uh, I've thrown up a few beers in my life, <laughs> uh, but that's all we start our show with now, and it's just kind of because it's got a good. Comfort. You start the show with that, yeah. Per- We actually revamped our band this year after the pandemic. Um, Like everything was kind of just up in the air. Everybody didn't know what they were going to do, and um, and all of us were just in weird spots. And I've got some new guys in the band. Um, I uh, I made some changes. Still love the guys previously, but um, everyone kind of some of my guys took other jobs. And um, but we have a live DJ in our band now because I was always a fan growing up of bands like Sublime incubus beastie boys beastie boys yeah so we have a guy that uh is in our band that literally when it's time for him to take a solo like he he'll remix the whole song it's pretty it's pretty cool and i did think when we started to do that i was like people are either gonna hate this or they're gonna love it and uh seemed like myrtle beach they loved it so it was a good time and myrtle beach is the great indicator i agree they so i saw too
0: you're holding a bra up somebody threw a bra up on stage uh yeah. yeah 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 so did you bring my bra back that that's me I was, that was you? Yeah, it was me. I just tossed it. People, ever, they throw panties up, like underwear. Is that a thing for you early in your career when you were like single Jake or ladies just trying? Like was that ever a thing in your career? Because it really was a thing in like the 80s and the 90s with
5: folks. Yeah. There, I mean, I've had a few. Like legitimately, like they write their number on it and throw it up. I mean, yeah. There's been some 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 scenarios that have uh, looking back on it. Even like this past weekend, quite frankly, I mean, my beautiful fiance Erica uh, was not too pleased. But right, uh, this is what, what, about what, way past. This is like I'm talking early. Yeah, Jake. yeah. yeah the, man, th- I got it. Yeah. Uh, but I try not to live in the past, man. You, know you got what I'm saying? it. You know what? Moving on. <laughs> and uh, but I will say the this weekend I had a video I posted, and there was like part of the video where our videographer got me slinging this bra around. Mm-hmm. And Erica was like, oh, you you, like, is that how you are these days? And I was like, babe, I love you. I'm coming home to you. Don't worry about it. So, but hey, that's kind of the, and I respect that about not just my fiance and, but like all of us as artists are having a woman stand behind you uh, and, and believe in you and support you is really fulfilling for what we do because it's, and it's hard for that woman in that position too, you know, with stuff like that happening. So love you, babe. Cause she's watching, she watching right now. Uh, probably, not. probably not. Probably not. Probably not. And, and I will tell you before I came here, um, my little girl, Pearl, who lives in Naples most of the time with her mom, I have her all summer. So she's at the house. And I said today, I was like, Pearl, you know, who Bobby Bones is right. She's like, uh, she's eight. And she, uh, she's like, yeah, I hear him all the time on the radio. I was like, um, well, I'm going to his house tonight and to play some songs. So like, you want to go with me? And she's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll make sure I tell him
0: that so well, she's at home. Just chilling. When you play shows. From what I have seen, you don't wear shoes like a a stage show. Do you ever wear shoes if it's an outdoor
5: stage? Uh, sometimes. And when I do, people are like, why is he wearing shoes? You ever you know? step on anything, though? And like Totally. That's why I start, as I get older, my feet are more sensitive. And I've spent a lot of years barefoot on stage. And a lot of these festival stages, like Myrtle Beach, they have long runways or whatever. And then the way that they put the stages together, uh, sometimes at the stage, one part of it will be a little higher like that. And I don't know if you've seen me on stage, man, but, you know, I like to move around. And uh, I've I've stubbed my big toe a few times. And then blood goes everywhere. Mid-set. Oh yeah. So do you call for a medic or do you
0: just keep rocking? I just it? rock. I just keep rocking. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a picture too. Cause I just I obviously watch your social like a hawk. I'm obsessed with you. And so <laughs> <What are> you? <laughs> you, I, one of my first memories of moving to Nashville, like big memories was you throwing a block party.
5: Yeah, man. I actually, uh, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. No,
0: that was I, cause you know where it's going. It was you throwing that block party and then a lot of music growing downtown was just not downtown, but it's near downtown. For those that don't know, it's just people everywhere. And you did a big show, and that was it. You didn't do it again after that. But no, then I, I s- did
5: it. I did it the following year as well.
0: Yeah, I must have missed that one. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it being this massive show. And Cadillac Three played it.
5: Cadillac Three played it. Dirks played it. Florida Georgia Line played it. Thomas Rhett came out and played it. Uh, you came out and introduced me, which is uh, I, as a thank you. I, I took that photo of you in the studio, uh, which I didn't realize was 2013 until I just saw it hanging on your wall out there, which fulfilled my heart to know that I I'm, kept it. I, I treasured that that. I, made, that I made your wall of fame. You know what I'm saying? You took
0: the picture, you framed it. Is yeah, it really is it the old studio? But that's just one of one. It's the only one <laughs> that's out there. Uh, if you make that to an NFT, let me know. I'll, I'll, we can split the proceeds. We're gonna minting
5: it right now. What's the deal with the show? Are you doing another one though? uh maybe perhaps they kind of want to do it again i think people are ready for another uh another big shebang here in town and i'm kind of the guy that likes to have a good time
0: you mentioned your daughter earlier what do your kids think about you being a big famous country star or have they always known it so to them it's nothing well
5: paris is two so she doesn't really she doesn't really get it yet uh pearl does get it and she doesn't really it doesn't she i think she like all kids they just want their parent and their dad they don't think it's she doesn't think it's that cool i mean she thinks it's cool that we get to go on you know cool trips together where she gets to ride the bus and um a lot of guys out there on the road that are in my crew like i'll make sure that she's taken care of with whatever she needs but she i I like the fact that she's doesn't think that dad's cool because he plays music i'd rather her think i'm cool because i'm a cool dad dang What, what advice do you have for me you know are you gonna be a dad eventually in the next couple years, I assume
0: I'm talking about more Let's like, go, more
5: like marriage. I like it more like marriage wedding. Um, honestly, you know what, man, I'll tell you this. And I struggle with this and I now realize why as people, you, you are the, you are going to be the perfect test pilot for a guy that like you work hard, man. I see it from afar. Cause I follow your Instagram. I'm obsessed with you. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> You really do, man. I mean, just looking around, knowing what you do, just from what I see you do. And then the way you work constantly is going to be hard for you when you have, when you do have kids, um, because your kids become this thing that there's nothing more important than that. And I'm now finding myself realizing like, I still got to go out there and work. I still got to go do my thing. And I love that, but I don't love it as much as I love my kids. And, uh, I think that's for everyone that has children. Like you, just they come first at that point, point. and so it'll be a big transition for you. Uh, you're looking at me with these like squinty eyes, like you don't understand what no, I'm. No, it's not me. that. My wheels so are I'm turning. I'm telling you, you'll remember this when you have those that kid for the first time, and you got to go and leave them for the first time, and and talk to him on FaceTime. And don't get me wrong, like it becomes something that's normal, and and you just do it at that point. But it becomes harder and harder as they get older. Like Pearl now, I mean she like I couldn't go see her do gymnastics today. Cause I was like, I got to go do this thing at Bobby's house. So, uh, sorry, Pearl. I didn't see a gymnastics, but that's part of life. Everybody's got to work and everybody's got to do it. But I'm telling you, it's just the feeling you get inside is a feeling that you've never had before until you have to say bye to your kid. That's crying. Cause they don't want you to leave. That's something that you can't prepare yourself for until it happens.
0: Caitlin tells me now, she's like, Hey, when we have kids, like all this being gone every week for three four days a week, like, but they can't happen anymore. And I'm like, no, no big deal, no big deal. So right now, because I don't have a kid, I don't feel and see that. Were you like me before you had a kid? Were you like, no, I'm just going to work all... Well, but
5: did it flip? Was well, it a I'll tell you, flipped? a really great uh, answer to that question is I was, I got my record when I was 23 years old. I'm 39. Now I'll be 40 this year. It blows my mind to think that that amount of time flew by that fast. But when I was 23 years old, I had this band... Uh, A lot of the same guys I have now, honestly. But uh, a lot of them, as we grew in our careers, I would watch them in the bunks uh, when I was like – partying late at night and like wanting to stick around the venue because i was single and i was just like i want to meet people i want to have a good time and hang out and they're like dude come on man let's go like i gotta get home like my kids gotta go you know i have them tomorrow and there was this part of me that just didn't understand that I, i didn't have kids i didn't get it until i did and now i'm like oh man i feel so bad those for those years ago those guys that wanted to get home and see their kids instead of just sticking around the venue for another two hours um and I feel so sorry, guys, because I know that <laughs> I you're know, all watching, obviously. Yeah, because yes. they're all watching. But I know that feeling now. And um and, and you'll know that feeling as well. I mean, it, but it's a it's an incredible feeling. Your new single is We don't know yet. I don't know. I yet. thought it was the one that you played on the show a little bit. I thought it was too, and that probably wasn't a good idea that I did it like that. But huh. like I have intuition in my heart sometimes as to what I think is uh going to be my next single, but I also am not uh too hard-headed to listen to people around me and i've had a lot of people uh go back and forth with what should be the single so we're still kind of battling it and and i also realized to the songwriters credits that write some of these songs if i don't write them um that it's not fair really to them either sometimes to go on a bobby bone show and play a song that they think oh my god this is the next single and then we're like psych you know (laughs) you know what i'm saying so that's. Didn't think about that part
0: of it. I didn't think about that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you are known as uh, one of the guys that you're a great athlete and you're a great artist, and it's annoying for people like me that are neither. Right? Like, I don't really have a skill. You have. I think you got like one of the skills I was supposed to have. So, but you're doing the squinty eye thing. Go ahead. Oh,
5: no, I was just wondering what that meant. Well, like, I'm going
0: to tell you. I'm leading up to something. Okay, okay. So I, I, I found the athletic event that I think. I can probably take you at. It's the first one ever. Please tell me. So now we're going to play a little game called Bop It. Oof. You ever play Bop It with the kids? I crush oh, it. Oh, crap. I've literally only played once. Pull it. Bop okay. It. So here, here we have it. And Jake's going to play it in a minute, too. But Hey, by um, the way, did
5: you wear that shirt? I was just com- for you. Thank you.
0: Thank That's you. right. Tommy yeah. Bahamas.
5: I've never seen you in a shirt like and that. And I've never worn a shirt like this. Well,
0: okay. I've... Mike, what does he do to start?
3: You, you can pull it. it. Huh? You can pull it, pull you can it bop start. it, whatever Okay, just, so okay. Pull let's see start. what
5: number, let's see what you get to. Oh, that's to change the, and then the bop game. It to start. The game is like, just control. so, wait. Here we go. So the, some of these games are different, though. This is Bop, like yeah. Soul Art. Right. High score. score nice. Here we go. you're screwed
3: oh.
5: Should I
0: keep going? <laughs> yeah you that in a score I want to beat your score
5: I was never. Twenty four. Woo! 24. I was getting too into it though. Twenty four. I was da- you gotta dance like me though while you do it. Otherwise, if that was a rule the rule's not dancing like, bop. Here we go. Here we go. I score twenty four.
0: Bop it. Twist it. Which one twist? Okay.
5: Bop
4: it. Yeah. You oh, messed up. Hey, you cheated.
5: That was bullcrap. Is that? No, I just said Bop it. That's the You said the it game. right when he said <laughs>
4: it, and I heard
0: two at once.
5: You want to redo? <laughs> dude.
0: Disqualified. <laughs> Asterisk. Everything possible there. Um, okay, no. Screw off, dude. Yeah, you might take your Bop you it sure, bag. Yeah. That's a tainted. That's like the Houston Astros winning. You know, they didn't have the trash cans, beat the trash cans. Oh, man. Uh, how, how do you know our next guest after you, Larry Fleet?
5: Um, I am lucky to know the guy. I, I met him at a wedding. Um, this little barn in the country out where I live in Kingston Springs, uh, a buddy of mine had him playing after his wedding and I walked in and heard him singing and I just thought, who is this guy? Seriously. And I've heard a lot of people obviously sing in my life and, uh, i just walked up introduced myself he's like hey man i know you are and um i said hey i don't know what you're doing or where but you need to do this like for a living and get out there so people can hear you because you're blowing my mind he's like yeah man i said call me sometime so he called me a couple days later and i I said man ironically enough i'm with some buddies down by the river at my farm it's like why don't you come over and he's like all right and so uh like two hours later and at this point it's like 11 o'clock at night (laughs) I call him. I'm like, where are you, man? Like, I thought you were coming over. He's like, I am, man. I'm like, I'm like 30 minutes away. I was like, where do you live? He's like, Chattanooga. And I was like,
1: you, oh, didn't, tell me. you didn't tell me
5: you lived in Chattanooga. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I know. I just didn't want you thinking I wasn't coming. And uh, sure enough, he drove from Chattanooga. We hung out for the first time that night. Um, and long story short, I just told him, man, if I could ever help you do anything. So I kind of just started like helping him, introducing him to people. Um, and then, uh, our little company, we started managing him, helping him manage him. And then he got signed a record deal with big loud and, um, he's got a full record out. Uh, it's about his new records about to come out. It's incredible. Um, and his song where I find God is one of my, one of my favorite songs. Uh, and he writes all his own stuff and he's just a really good guy. Um, and he's got a great story. He was pouring concrete, uh, before he was singing songs for people and so he's like a real working man kind of guy and um i just respect that i think this business is hard man and when you got guys that are like really honest and real about their music and and they're working out and they're good people um those are the kind of people I, i like to support and uh he i'm excited for you guys to hear him play and um and that's that i mean
0: that's the greatest intro anyone's ever had i should just play that back before he comes in um oh grab your guitar over there okay Okay. There, this is, We're in a, a literal bedroom And so there's really no furniture And the acoustics are great And it sounds great on the stream And so I heard you And not that you're going to play this But I heard you playing John Mayer Whenever you were testing it out there
5: Yeah, Mikey Mike wanted me to give him A little test, test, one, two, one, two So I was just jamming I used to play this in college all the time
0: What do you want me to play for you? Give me a verse and a chorus of that one That song? Yeah
2: Welcome to the real world said to me condescendingly. kind of sending me Take a seat Take your life Fly it out in black and white I never lived the dream Of the prompting Or the drama queen I like to think the best of me It's still hiding in love my sleep They love to tell inside the line Something's better on the other side I want to run through the halls of my school I want to scream at the top of my lungs I just found out there's no such thing as the real world I'm just hanging here with Bobby Bone. Awesome.
0: Crazy you can remember that. I mean, you are the human jukebox of town.
5: I don't man, I don't know about that. I've been really flattered by like a lot of my peers um, that I've heard just tell people randomly, someone will come and they'll be like, Hey man, Dirk Bentley told me that you're like the guy around a campfire. And I was <laughs> like, damn, that's cool, because I love Dirk Bentley But um I just I I played for hours in college on a bar stool by myself, just like that. And I love country music, so I play that. I love rap music, so I play that. I play like, and I just play anything and everything. And um, you're right, like I can't even remember like where my keys are most of the time or where my <laughs> wallet is, but I can remember like every word to, uh, you know, Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. What song are you most excited on your, on your
0: record now for people to be exposed to that maybe they haven't yet? Like, is there a song that isn't, hasn't been a radio single you're like dang you know what song hasn't really got the shine yet
5: on my current album yeah is there one that you're like dang it should have been a single uh we were lucky really to get four singles off this album um as i said earlier but there's a song on there called in it that's a really good song um that i'm a big fan of and uh I don't know, man. They're all good, I guess. I mean, I don't mean that arrogantly, but I, 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 I strive to, on a record, to not just say, here's four singles, and then here's a bunch of filler songs. And, and I mean that because I don't, the last couple of records, I only wrote one song on the last two records because I've found, I can write all the songs I want. I have plenty of songs out there. A lot of my friends get pissed at me because they're like, dude, why don't you record your songs like that song I love? And I'm like, because I find songs as a fan that I like better than songs I wrote. And uh, to me, if I find 11 amazing songs, that's going to be a great record as opposed to just four singles and the rest of them are just kind of like mediocre songs, but I put them on there because I wrote them. You know what I mean? Well, give me a little
0: something verse and chorus of a new song that you're excited for people to hear coming soon. Ooh. Hmm. Unless you're, unless you're scared. I'm not I don't want scared. you to get in trouble. If you're scared, go to church. You think so? Yeah.
5: I mean, I don't... Hmm. All right. Let's see here. I
0: see motivation in his eyes.
6: Uh
2: I had already stopped by the bait shop, filled up the cooler and tank in the tackle box. Weatherman calling for cloudy. 82, sundown, it's a full moon. I had my old red ranger all shined up, my good rods and a better day lined up. I was ready to go and it turned out she was too. So now I'm sitting in a bar instead of fishing on the river, wetting my whistle, yeah I missed that chord. You put me on the spot to sing this song. And I gave you a little snippet, and that's all I'm gonna give. Now, how about that?
0: A little bit of down, down to the honky tonk, and we'll call it a day.
5: All right. How about? Uh, uh, this is Larry's
0: guitar, by the way. So. so. I can explain to folks. I was, I was hoping to give you the opportunity to play something that you're super excited about that maybe you don't get to play a whole lot yet because you don't, because people are like, play the hits. So as a misstep by me. Can I play? Away? Hey, whatever you want.
5: It's his birthday today. That's why I wore the
2: shirt. I see that. Yeah, go ahead. Here we go, Jacob. Here, we here we go. On a Greyhound bus, Lord, I'm traveling this morning. Yeah, I've gone to Shreveport, on down to New Orleans. I've been traveling these highways. It's been making me lonesome. Also, on me Yeah, I go down to the honky tonk. I go down to the honky tonk. I go down. I go down to the honky tonk. Nice job. Jake and everybody, the people in the
0: chat room are loving it. Thank they, you guys. They say you sound awesome. Gator Harrison even got on and gave you the the muscle arm. He gave
5: the muscle arm. He gave the muscle arm. I give people the that a lot. What do you call that? The the shocker. Um, I call it the hang loose. Hang loose. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I don't know. What do you call that, Mike?
3: <laughs> yeah, hang loose.
5: The shocker. The
0: shaka
3: would Shockers be this. Different. The shocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
5: that's, that's different. That's, that's uh, yeah.
0: L- listen, you know, pound for pound, you're the absolute best guest. That and I ever have and everything I ever do. So I'd never want to wear out. Hey, take your ca- shirt off. No, I'm not here, but I am sorry. Do you to- like
5: that you catch that on those Insta posts? Of course I do. All right, cool.
0: But then people just start jumping on it and I'm like, I don't want to encourage the, the people to bash me with my shirt off. What do you mean? You take your shirt off no, all the time? No, I don't. Absolutely. I don't. Not all the time. No. I bet if you went through both of our Instagrams, you would have your shirt off and more pictures than me. I would, I will put, I will put, I will put that
5: car that's in the driveway. That's a nice car right now why did you clear yours out because you, you do not take lake pictures no dude i mean like every like i mean like i don't i don't know i disagree with you okay but, but i just like giving you a hard time and it's fun because you know there he is here i am there you go there he goes there, there and there he goes my friend and yours <laughs> Yeah, Larry Fleet will be in just a second. We have,
0: Mike, we have to go to break in a second. Yeah, right? go to break. But there he is, Jake Mike, Owen. Congrats on your wedding. There is. Follow Jake on. I'm the only one clapping because I'm the only one in the room, other than people with the camera and Mike. Uh, Jake Owen, everybody. You guys can follow him at Jake Owen official. We will take a quick break, and Larry Fleet is coming up next. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Decovis.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today despite never picking up an instrument herself lovingly dubbed as the boar's nest seuss place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters wounded souls wayward upstarts that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer starring mandy moore and featuring Evan moss backrack as shell silverstein and tj osborne as johnny cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me, in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the chat There's like two trolls and everybody fighting the trolls, so... Great job to the mods for controlling the trolls over here. Uh, Aubrey J. Clark says she's ready for Larry. And then Aubrey J. Clark crushes a troll. We Love that about you. All right. Let's bring on our next guest. My next guest is a new face in country music. If you were watching earlier, you just heard a whole story about him. Pretty cool. He was born and raised in a little town called White Bluff, Tennessee. He released his debut single to country radio called Where I Find God. And you can follow him on Instagram at Larry Fleet. Please welcome the guy that I told you about. Larry Fleet. Here he is. There he is. Come on in here. Larry Fleet. Larry and I met for the first time. Here, I'll give you one of these before you sit down. It's not a real show, so I'll do whatever. Um, did you hear Jake's story about you? No. You didn't hear any of that?
6: No. Uh-uh. Perfect.
0: Great, because we'll go over and see how true it actually was. Did you oh, hear boy. the awkward situation with us out there in the wedding?
6: Yes, yeah, i seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I, I witnessed that whole thing. That's pretty awkward, so, huh? Yeah, it? Yeah. it was
0: mostly my fault, too. <laughs> Um, so, welcome. Good to meet you. Yeah, good to see you. Um, Jake says that he saw you playing maybe
6: at a, we- a-, a wedding or a party or something It was for like the first a, time. It was in a barn, and it was like a wedding reception, but they had been married for a while. So, you call it a party, I guess you want to. Uh, I don't know what it was.
0: It was a wedding reception for people that had been married a long time.
6: Yeah. They paid me 500 bucks. So,
0: so you say. And then what, would, yeah. what do you get up there and sing when someone what, then... Before you had you know this career,
6: what uh, what would I sing? What
0: would you sing if they paid you five hundred bucks?
6: Whatever they wanted. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'd would sneak a few of mine in, but you know, it was a lot of uh, uh, wagon wheel and whatnot. Um, just literally whatever they wanted. I used to carry around this little iPad thing, so they could just holler out something. If I heard the song, I could probably play it. So uh, I just look up some words and it turned out all right. So. Where
0: did you start playing music?
6: Uh, I started playing uh, when I was about five or six at uh, my great uncle's house after church. We'd go over there and they could all play a bunch of instruments so they'd give me this little tiny guitar and I would just kind of learn from them and yeah, just kept it going for a long time.
0: So. so would they teach you like chords and be like, do your hands in this spot for a C. Do I mean, is that kind of yeah, what happened?
6: They didn't really know how to, like they didn't know how to read music or anything they just learned by playing it, like hearing it so they kind of taught me you know the basic gcd you know something like that but i kind of learned by ear and uh and we started playing bluegrass that's what we we always play bluegrass and I always tell people like i played the rhyming when i was like seven and uh we in a bluegrass band so you literally did that's not yeah, a joke like you no, played the- I and uh but, I mean, it wasn't like people showed up to see Larry Fleet. It was like a family band that we just somehow, we, somebody got us in there. And but when you know were
0: seven, playing. you could play well enough to keep up with the band?
6: Yeah, I could, but I played rhythm, you know, just, but in bluegrass, that's the coolest thing to learn to play because it's the hard, it's one of the hardest things besides jazz or something. But it was uh it was fun to play, and I didn't know what the rhyming was. Uh, I was most excited about going to Bob Evans that morning, you know, so it was, <laughs> It was a big day for us. So, Jake
0: told the story that, you know, you got he, he called you, we called him, and he's like, hey, we're hanging out by the river, come on over. And it was like two hours, and you still weren't there. And he was like, hey, where are you? And you're like, I'm on the way still. And he's like, what do you mean? You're like, well, I live in Chattanooga.
6: Yeah. We moved, you know, I grew up in White Bluff, which is not far from here, but, uh, yeah, I was living in Chattanooga. We still are. Uh, when I met my wife, we she was from there, so I moved over when we got married, And uh, and Jake I'd, I'd, I was working in concrete at the time, so uh, I would worked about a 13-, 14-hour day, and he called me, and I was just sat down on the couch, and he was like, hey, you'll come to my little bonfire thing I got going on? I said, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I didn't say yeah. I said, well, I don't know, man. Let me, let me see. And I told my wife, and she was like, Jake Owen wants you to go to town. <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? go?" I was like, man, I've been working all day. She was like, you need to go. So I packed up and headed over there. And he called, and I was, like, on Montego Eagle Mountain or something. He was like, where are you at, dude? I was like, I'm on Montego." Eagle. He's like, why are you on Montego?" Eagle? I was like, I live in Chattanooga. So, yeah, I drove over, and we hung out all night. And it was a – I'm glad I did now. You know, he, he's really been a good friend, helped me out a lot. And that night was what really kind of kicked it off.
0: Did he at least let you spend the night, or did you have to drive back home that night?
6: I drove – it wasn't – he was <laughs> – he tried to get me to go deer hunting at seven in the morning, and we were still up. You know? And uh, <laughs> so I was like, "I'm I'm going home." So my mom still lives down the road from Jake, so I just stayed over at her house for a few hours, and went back home after that. But no, he lived in a tiny house at the time.
0: I remember. The, I weird. remember tiny you know, so house Jake. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that was tiny house Jake. Was. So what was
0: that like? 2018? eighteen. Twenty seventeen.
6: 2017, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so was that. So how long does it take to actually come to fruition? Where you meet Jake, he's like, "Hey, you're really good." Let's kind of see where this goes. Like, is it been four years to now, and you're, you're now you're really getting a strong push?
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, he took me on the road like two weeks after the bonfire, you know. And uh, that's what kind of got it going. And then Willie Nelson took me out right after that. And then it just kind of started coming along. But I got to uh, – I started coming back to Nashville and writing with everybody. And I was just I, – honestly, I never cared about – being the guy on the stage, I just wanted to write the song, and uh, so that's what I was doing, and I was happy with it. And I'm kind of become like the demo singer around town. And then uh, that was what got me a record deal was a demo that I had sang that I didn't even write. So,
0: at what point did you get to quit concrete and go? I don't have to work this job right now. I get to go be creative and sing.
6: The first weekend with Jake, uh, he was like, "Do you like the first night?" He's like, "You gonna quit your job?" I was like, "Man, I can I got a good job. I can't quit this job." Cause what am I going to do? Like, if this don't work out, I'm going to go play tattoos. You know, like, I can't do that. And uh, he was like, no, man, I, you know, I think you're crazy if you don't do this. So the first night I was like, I don't know, we'll see. The next night he was like, you going to quit your job? I was like, we'll see. We did another night, and it was awesome. Like, every night I sold out. It was fun. They liked me. You know, so uh, we're, we're headed back home. And he's like, you going to go on the next run next weekend with us? I was like, yeah. He's like, you going to quit your job? <laughs> so I went in. I was like. Harry. Harry was my boss. I was like, Harry, I gotta hate to do it, man, but I gotta go, you know? And I can't really give you a notice. He was like, Man, it's a good opportunity. Go for it. You know, concrete will be here. When you come you know, if it don't work out, you can come on back. So uh they were cool with it and it worked out. So
0: that's good for all Harry. Harry, if you're watching out yeah. there, I tip my cap to you. Yeah. Harry's <laughs> a heck of a guy.
6: Harry was a good guy. Yeah.
0: So tell me about this uh, grab your guitar over there. Yeah. Tell me about this this first song. That I mean it's it's I, heard, I tell you what, I didn't know it was you at first. I was flipping through the radio. And I, at the station I was listening to didn't have the words that pop up. And the song came on, and it kind of stopped me in my tracks, which is a rare thing for a song to do to me nowadays because you just hear 10,000 songs. Yeah. So tell me about this song. Did I assume you wrote it. Jake says you write everything. Did you write this one? I did. Okay, tell me. You're sitting in a room. Are you with other people? Are you by yourself?
6: Um. Yeah, th- we... Are we talking about my single? Yeah, Where I Find that's, God. Yeah, that's, uh, I wrote it with Connie Harrington. I don't know if you know Connie, but she wrote I Drive Your Truck for Lee Bryce and stuff like that. Uh, and I, she hit me up on Facebook, I think it was, and was like, "Wow!" I was doing a thing, like a gospel kind of thing. She was like, I'm going to write a song with you. So I was a huge fan of her, and uh, I said, yeah, let's go. So I went to her office uh, on Music Row and sat down, first time we ever met, drank some coffee. She said, I got an idea. It's called Where I Find God. It's a title. That's all I got. I said, I, We can do something with that. So, I don't know, a couple of hours, we wrote that and uh, I demoed it. The cool thing about that was um, I sang the demo, didn't have a record deal, nothing at this time. So, I demo it and it gets tossed around town and a lot of people were talking about it. And uh, Luke Bryan put it on hold. So, like, it was on hold for a long time. And then when I got my record deal, the only famous person I knew was Jake. So I was like, can you call and see if he's going to do this? And <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll call him. And he's like, I don't think he's going to do it. And I said, all right. And I cut it the next day. And I just thought it was a good song. I never thought it would be, I never thought a double first verse ballad called Where I Find God Be My First Single to Radio. But, um, you know, it's pretty cool. It's It seems to be helping people out. And if you look at views and stuff on YouTube and whatnot, it's 15, I don't know, whatever it is. And then there's a ton of comments. So, you know, a lot of people like it, and they relate to it, and it helps them out. So as far as a songwriter, that's about as good a compliment as you can get. So. Yeah. Hi, uh, congratulations. Well, thank you. If you
0: guys haven't heard it yet, Larry's going to play it for us now.
6: Jake just come in here and tossed around my guitar. Oh, yeah, true. Time. If you need to retune
0: it, yeah. do whatever you got to do, do it.
4: <laughs>
6: uh, we'll see if it works. You need to retune or you good? I think my pick's under you. Let me see. I think we're good. Yeah, here it is. You want it? Yeah. How did he do that? Well, he, he, he got he, into it. He didn't
0: kicked he? cameras down. He spit on oh, me okay. when he walked
6: out. It <laughs> was a whole disaster. He'll do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see. Out <laughs>
4: drop Sitting on an old bar stool, Paid my tab and put me in a cab Didn't have to He could see I was hurting Oh, I wish I got his name Cause I didn't feel worth saving he saved me just the same Out on the water, fish just wouldn't bite, put my pole down and float around. It was just so quiet I could hear my old man saying son, just be still. to that heaven room and Sunday morning In a church pew in a beer stand on a hay And then a stay Back to Nashville Chevrolet
0: incredible song man that's do you I that's such a big song to where I bet you people reach out and give you extremely personal stories about how that song has helped some part of their life
6: yeah oh yeah the biggest one is like <clears throat> people <laughs> they hit me up and be like man you uh, you fight an addiction you know you you come clean or whatever and it's like and me personally i never dealt with that uh, but I think that's what a lot of people relate it to or for them anyways it seems to be uh, a lot of people hit me up and they just got out of jail they heard it in jail and uh, or, something, or prison or whatever so they'll hit me up and give me, I always kind of go Southern Gospel and I'm like yeah, they, give, me, give me their testimony you know, and uh, so they'll tell me about them and what the song means to them but a lot of it's addiction or death or whatever and you're just coming back to the Lord I guess for a lot of people but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I love when people reach out and and tell you know I talk to them on Instagram whatever it is, especially if they got a story. If they don't just give me a, a fire emoji. Then I, you know <laughs> I'll talk to them. You know, so.
0: a lot of people are over here in the uh, the, the, the chat. You know, lots of compliments, but uh, one in particular was like, "Hey, listen, this song helped me all through my breakup." There you go. So it's like you know whatever you're going through, that song is kind of you know a vessel.
6: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, whatever you're going through at the time, and. Honestly, when we wrote it, we didn't we didn't know. You, you never really do. Sometimes you got a good feeling, you get chills or something when you're writing one. But we wrote it, and I was I was like, man, it's a good song. But I was kind of on to the next one. And then when we got the demo back, I got chills listening to it, and I was like, man, there's something there's something here. And one of the cool things is going out on the road and playing it before anybody knew who I was or anybody knew the song. Uh, it would get standing ovations with. You know, I've been right around with big-name people. Jimmy Buffett was one of them one night, and Jimmy's there, like all kind of other famous people, and I played. And I was the only standing ovation of the night. It was because of that song. It was in the middle of the set, and I was like, i choked up. It's pretty cool, you know. Nobody knew me, still didn't know me at the time, and they were like, wow, that's a that's a good song. It's a powerful song, so uh, it's a pretty good compliment, you know, when that happens. So,
0: Are you starting to feel confidence in yourself
6: as a songwriter more than you were two, three years ago? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm writing way better songs. It's funny because back in the day, I was like the younger self when I was playing. Like I said, I've been playing for a long time, but the younger self was a a lot more arrogant. And uh, I was like, man, I I know it all. This is a great song. I go back and listen. I'm like, that was crap. (laughs) But now, you know, I've got pretty good songs and I'm getting better each time. But it ain't me. You know, it's I get in room with good writers and. So you get a bunch of good writers in the room, you're going to write something good. Hopefully you should anyways, but, uh, but yeah, two, three years ago, I thought I had good stuff and it just, it's it's growing and getting better and better.
0: Jake had mentioned you have a new album that's about to come out. Yeah.
6: What's, what's the story? It's just a bunch of stuff. I got to, I wrote every one of them on it and you know, not that that's something that just happened the way it, it panned out, but, a good song is a good song, and so we put together, I don't know, it's 13, 14 songs, and uh, I got Jamie Johnson on a song with me, I got John Party on one, and just had a lot of fun with this. It. I mean, it's pretty country. Uh, and when's that coming out? Is, uh, is there even a date yet, or well, is there a season? it's not like, yeah, it'd be sometime, I think, late August, early September, but Right around that time. I'm so.
0: uh, looking forward to it, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great me too. performance. Just, well, thank you. You lit up the, the screen over here. Well, All right. Before we go, I'm going to do a little something. We're going to yeah. play Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. So I will give you three statements about me. One is true, two are lies. It's up to you to figure out the lie. Okay. Wait, Two Truths and a Lie. That's how the game works, right? Two Truths. Yep. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Statement number one I once rode on an elevator with Prince. Mm. Statement number two. I was once pulled on stage at a concert to sing with Garth Brooks when I was 10 years old. Or statement number three, Elton John once kissed me on the lips. So which one of those is a lie? Is it Elevator with Prince, Garth on stage at 10, or Elton John on the Lips?
6: One of those is a lie. I'm going to go with Prince because I don't feel like he rides an elevator. I think he levitates. You know, he, did, that was, he didn't ride an elevator.
0: Well, so. I can tell you Elton John did kiss me on the lips once. Okay. After a performance, he grabbed my head at a charity event, and I did ride an elevator with the Prince. <laughs> I was in Austin, <laughs> Texas, and I got in. He had big guys with him, and I was like, what the crap?
6: The Garth Brooks thing was so, like, 10 years old. Like I mm-hmm. like, yeah, that was for sure a truth. But, All
0: okay. right, let's do another one. Statement number one, I've eaten a dead sheep carcass. Uh hmm Number two, I once owned the trademark Make America Great Again. Or statement number three, the black tattoo on my arm here is a cover-up of an embarrassing birthmark. Birthmark. That's a lie, yeah. Ah, this is actually right. Arkansas. This one is not one. a cover-up. Yeah. But I did own Make America Great Again, and I did eat a dead sheep carcass on Bear Girls. We were in Norway. I did that show. Okay, one more. Yeah. This one, all the money goes to this one, because you missed one, you got one. Okay. If what you, are we in? Well, if you, if you lose, you lose your record deal. I, I hate oh, to tell you, but
6: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Statement number one. Which one of these three is a lie? I've seen a UFO and did an interview with the History Channel about it. Mm. Statement number two. I thought babies came out of the belly button until I was about 11 years old. Or statement number three. I've been robbed at gunpoint. UFO. Babies at UFO. the belly. UFO is a lie. That's right. I had I'm thought good that. at this. Man. Yeah, You are yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Listen, you guys go follow Larry. You have just your name on Instagram, at Larry Fleet, yeah. Yeah. which is rare these days. Because as soon as anybody starts even
6: singing good at a
0: wedding, someone steals your, yeah, your I name.
6: Know. I got me that checkmark, too, not too long
0: ago. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you guys follow Larry, at Larry Fleet. I'm very excited about the, well, first of all, the song's fantastic. I'm going to okay. have to get you up on the, on the big show to come play that thing.
6: Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be, I, I mean, love it.
0: They'll, they'll love that. They'll eat you up. They'll love you. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you guys, the record will come out in August or so. Yeah. So there he is, Larry Fleet, everybody.
6: All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Yeah.
0: All right, well, there you go. That's Larry Fleet. That's Jake Owen. I appreciate you guys being here. That's our show for tonight again. Got to shout out Jake. Got to shout out Larry. And special thanks to Twitch, Control Music, and all of our crew here, crew here that helped me put the show on. But most importantly, it's you if you weren't watching, we just couldn't have this show. We've had a lot of fun here tonight. But if I could get serious for one second, you know what's not fun? Hemorrhoids. That's right. If you have or think you may have hemorrhoids, you should see your doctor. If you've bled from your butt, that may be a sign of a more serious medical condition. And I'm here to tell you that you are dealing with painful hemorrhoids. And if you are, you're not alone. Because I've had them too. Larry's like, what is happening over here? It's all right. Yeah, just, yeah, just hang yeah. out. Just hang Let's out. Sometimes it. I go to the bathroom, it feels like I'm sitting on a cactus, right? It's like, ow! It's uncomfortable. And this conversation is uncomfortable. But it's one you need to hear. Make Preparation H part of your preparation now. And they don't even pay me to say that. All right. Thank you for coming to my butt talk. I mean, TED Talk. Thank you very much. Don't forget, be excellent to each other. Party on. Good night, everybody. That's all. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.